Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Well, let's start off with Halloween. There is a petition on change.org this morning with over 150,000 signatures to get the government to officially move the date of Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday in October. That'll never happen. Stop it. That's not the day of Halloween. <laughs> it matters that much. Does it really matter? I mean, who cares? If Wouldn't you rather party on a weekend or do you like it on a weekday? I don't. Well, I like it when it's on the 31st of October. There's something special about yeah. doing something that you should do on the weekend oh. on a Tuesday. Gotcha. Yes. During a weekday. All it's right. Stay up late. You know, leave the leave the weekend, the last weekend before to the adults, because that's when the grownups can go out to the bars and get wasted in Halloween costumes. Yes, Jen, you're so right about that. If you force us to stay home with the children on oh. that Saturday night, then that's kind of messing that up. I see. So this is more for the adults then. It's both. Yeah. It's, it's what's best for everyone, really, in the end. Well, I also think, though, the thing about, like, adults and kids doing trick-or-treating because your kid does stay up until 8 o'clock, and then you have to let them eat candy. So they're all buzzed out trying to go to bed. True. And then they're up till 9.30 or 10 o'clock on a school night. And that's not good for anyone either. True, but it's once a year. Well, it doesn't look like the date <clears throat> the date changing is going to happen. So the people behind it are trying a new strategy. Rather than moving Halloween, they want to make a new holiday. And it would be called National Trick-or-Treat Day. And it would be on the final Saturday of October. And it has even been added to the National Day Calendar website, for whatever that's worth. (laughs) How about that? Does it have a chance of catching on and becoming a real thing? I guess we'll see. Or everyone will totally forget about this after Thursday and won't remember until roughly next September. Ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. In this whole uh, conversation, I think that we fall back this weekend, too, you guys. I think you're right. We so do, put, and I love it. It's my favorite weekend of the year. You get an extra hour of yes. sleep. <laughs> and then I'll be pouting next week because it gets dark so early. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, you what. It. I've had the best sleeps these past few weeks, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are still a month from Black Friday, speaking of holidays, and the shopping surveys have already started. A new poll on a holiday shopping found that 92% of us usually research gifts online before we buy them just to make sure that we're getting the best price. And 85% of us always do. The average person spends 20 minutes researching prices on each item. And most of us, the majority of us, the vast majority of us, hit four different websites before we pull the trigger. Wow. How about that? That's a lot of research. Like, what are they buying? I mean, they're not researching sweaters, I hope. Well, I mean, we're talking like it is purchases. interesting to me how much prices vary for the same thing, just depending on what retailer you go through. Yeah. And the question always is how much, you know, is it worth Four hours of your time researching to save $20. Not four hours of your time, but 20 minutes, it's a dollar a minute. Yeah. The hardest person to buy for is dad, but mom was a close second, followed by your kids and your siblings. A third of us would be willing to go through a five-hour surgery. <laughs> what? If, if... <laughs> 
third of us would be willing to go through uh-huh. a five-hour surgery if it guaranteed we'd get the best deal on our Christmas presents. Yeah. Wow. No, I think I'll skip that. Me too. Unless it's plastic surgery and I come out on the other side looking fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> True. A third of us would also be willing to give up alcohol for a year, and a third of us would be willing to give up chocolate. That's how much we wow. we who value. Are crazy people. There are people oh, no. who like to save money for other things. And 69% of us have suffered from what's called saver's remorse when you pay full price for something and you either find out that you could, you could have gotten it cheaper elsewhere, the same thing, and you feel guilty about it later. So there you go. Speaking of Christmas, if having an elf on your shelf doesn't fully fill your elf and or shelf needs this Christmas, the brand is expanding. Kellogg's is making an elf on the shelf cereal this Christmas. It's got red and green pieces that are sugar cookie flavor. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fruit plus marshmallows mixed in. This actually sounds kind of good. Yeah, it does. And uh, so that goes on sale. Do you do Elf and a Shelf with Penelope? Have we you yet? have one. And okay. it has been in the box for since she has been born. But maybe this year, I think, our elf will come and visit us. I love that. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. I yeah. think the first year, she was like, you know, just months, whatever months old. Right. So she doesn't even know what's going on. She liked the lights. Last year, one, it was kind of exciting to open presents, but not as much fun as she's going to be at two and a half. This no is going to be a party, yeah. Yeah, this year and next year. It's Kristen's always- kids are all grown up, and, and they get a little pissy if they don't see the elf on the shelf in a different place every night. <laughs> it's always funny to see which of the elves are a little bit older because they don't move as much. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. the young, spry elves you can that, tell. You know, are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We got word this morning of a, of a 56 year old woman who was actually killed at a gender reveal party in Knoxville, Iowa on Saturday after she was hit by some debris from an explosion that I guess was part of the gender reveal stunt. That is the only information available right now. So we don't know exactly what the stunt was or whether anyone could be facing charges, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to do a gender reveal party without the use of explosives. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of time before somebody got hurt. Some of these, some of these are just crazy. Uh, I'm telling you, bite the cake, people. Right. That's the just easy. bite the cake. It's really, yeah. Just make the cupcakes for crying out loud. <laughs> and they're delicious, right? With a cake. And some people can get really too competitive over just about anything. There's a guy by the name of Michael Locklear. He is the mayor of Monks Corner, South Carolina. And I guess back in August, he and his adult son were playing in a rec league adult kickball game with their team, Recreational Hazard. Well, as Michael's son was running toward home to score near the end of the game, their opponents, the Toe Jammers, Hit him. I'm digging these names of these teams. 
Clever. Their opponents hit him in the back of the leg with the ball. And the umpire, a 43-year-old guy named uh, Graylin Morin Jr., called him out. Well, Michael immediately got in Graylin's face and shouted that his son had already scored before he was hit in the back of the leg. But Graylin refused to change his call. And at one point, Michael, who, keep in mind, is the mayor of Monk's Corner, South Carolina, said, quote, in front of everyone, I own this town and threatened to get Graylin fired. (laughs) Two days later, Graylin gets a text from his boss telling him that he was fired. Mm. Oh, wow. The mayor actually did it. Uh, By the way, Graylin didn't make a whole lot of money. He made about $1,200 a season from being a kickball umpire. So anyway, he has filed a lawsuit against the city and the mayor for abusing his power and getting him fired. That is insanity. Yeah, that's pretty wild, right? Right. Yes, it's kickball. But in Michael's town, he owns that town. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, uh, no, he actually owns it, but sort he's of. the mayor. Is that the same thing as owning a town? Uh, in some towns, yeah, I suppose Who so. works for who when you're the mayor? That's a good question. Meanwhile, back in December of 2017, a highway patrol trooper pulled over a 32-year-old guy named Manuel Paz Sanchez in Columbus, Montana. Manuel gave the cops some sketchy details about where he was coming from and where he was headed, but he did say he had just been to Yellowstone National Park. And apparently, to really prove it, he told the cop he'd seen Yogi Bear there. <laughs> oh, you hey, saw Yogi, Yogi Bear? Well, why didn't you say so? Yeah. Mm. Ranger's not going <laughs> to like this, Yogi. <laughs> Uh, apparently, he forgot that Yogi is actually from Jellystone Park, not oh. Yellowstone Park. Oh, and simple mistake. Yeah, his uh, comment made the cops suspicious enough to ask for permission to search the car. Manuel was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Knock yourself out. I'm just, just coming back from Yellowstone to see Yogi Bear. But while these eager beaver motorists are trying to get into beautiful Jellystone Park, one rugged individualist is trying to get out. I have had it, boo-boo. I'm going to bust out of here. How come, Yogi? Every day it's the same old thing. Look at the bears, look at the bears, look at the bears. Sheesh. <laughs> That's funny. Was that like an everyday cartoon? Or was that something that, like on Saturday mornings? Is that I don't where know. that came from, or was that just for the... The forest fire. Well, it was on the UHF channel, Channel 56, when I was growing up, and they played it every day. Mm-hmm. So it was an everyday cartoon. Yeah, for me it was. But it was crazy to think sometimes those cartoons, too, like the Flintstones, that was primetime TV. That was like... Like the Simpsons? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Meanwhile, the philosopher Nietzsche was the one who said, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. His exact quote actually was, That which does not kill us makes us strong. Mm -hmm. Anyway, a new study found it might hold true when it comes to your career as well. Researchers at Northwestern University, they looked at how people's careers progressed over the course of about a decade. And they found that suffering setbacks at work actually make you more successful in the long run. They looked at scientists, for instance who tried to get papers published early in their careers, but got rejected. 
And it turned out those scientists who got rejected were more likely, turned out they were more likely to publish a major scientific paper down the road. Huh. The ones who had papers rejected were 6% more likely. You know, it's not a lot, but it's enough to notice. Sure. 6% more likely to publish a major study within the next 10 years compared to scientists who didn't have their papers rejected. Yeah, because they had to go back to the drawing board and start yeah. over and work harder. Yeah. That makes total sense. And I'm sure they, they learned from some mistakes they made along the way. Uh-huh. They specifically looked at scientists, but, you know, it's conceivable the same trend would likely apply to other jobs, too. And it suggests that setbacks tend to encourage us to try even harder to succeed. Sometimes you're just forced to try harder. Yeah. You don't have a choice. It's just a matter of survival. The study found that suffering a setback really early in your career might make you quit and pursue something else. But people who stick with it and keep trying tend to be more successful long term. So it goes to show you can apply this really to any point in your career, even if you're not new in your career, if you've been doing this a while, maybe you suffer careers midlife or later, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you're willing to hang in there and not quit and learn from those mistakes. Well, taking fee- learning to take feedback is such a huge gift when you're able to do it. Because it's so hard when, you, when it's your job and, and you think you're really good at it and you have this confidence in yourself and then somebody tells you that you know you could do it better. Right. It's hard not to go, screw you. Oh, yeah, it is. I got this. Yeah. But to be able to sit and like take in what they're saying and actually consider like, hey, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sure. It's, I mean, it's, 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 I, I know that I was never good at taking feedback. No. I didn't want it. Well, I didn't want it because I always would feel like I'm failing. I, oh. I would never, I would never take it as, you know, hey, you're doing great, and here's some ways that you could improve. I would always take it as, you suck. Yeah. Oh. And so it was always, it always felt like a major blow. Personal. Yeah. Because it's very your, You personal. feel like you're doing your personal best, and when yeah. somebody says you're not, you're mm. like, what do you know? I yeah. have to. <laughs> Screw you! Yeah. I get but. that way about ideas a lot. <laughs> and I've, I feel like as... I get older, I become better at accepting that they're not as great as I think they are <laughs> because I feel like, oh my God, I have the best idea. And yeah. then I share it and the three of you will be like, I don't know. And I'm like, fine. I'm not going to share anything else no. with you. And what you know is untrue because I'm like, I got another great idea. By the way, the best idea you've had in the last few months is when uh, we came up with the chicken dance video idea for the uh Oh, Facebook the chicken video yes. where you were squawking like a chicken. Oh, that was yeah. a quality that good was, idea. That was, that was yeah. cluck for a buck. Cluck for, for a buck. buck. Yes. That was high quality. That was, that was up there. I think you've <laughs> had a ton stuff. of great ideas, yeah. and they're yeah. usually related to videos. Yes, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do. I don't know. Yeah. I just keep putting them out there. If they don't take them, I'm like, it's fine. Well, that's all you can do. <laughs> Throw it up against the wall, see if it sticks. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. By the way, the website dating.com just did a Halloween-themed survey on ghosting. Uh, that's where instead of dumping someone, you just vanish, vanish and stop returning texts. It's, it's kind of the basis of our second date update feature that we do because it's so prevalent and such a thing. Uh, it became a thing. It took on a life of its own. You got a whole feature centered around it. 75% of people who are currently single admitted they have ghosted someone before. And 92% 
say it's been done to them at least once. Now, 48% of the people who have been ghosted still don't know why, and it's driving a lot of them crazy. Because how can you learn from your mistakes? If you don't get feedback. If you don't get feedback, right. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, you know, here's the other thing. This is the other thing about feedback for me personally, is that the feedback feedback that I'm getting is not 100% golden. Just because they say that maybe I could improve here or maybe I do this or maybe this is wrong that I'm doing, that's their opinion and it may or may not be true. But the trick is to take in the feedback and consider it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important in the dating world too. It's like find out what it is that they're saying about you that didn't make you palpable for them, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Just consider it. Take it under consideration. You know what? If you date five different people and all five of those people say the same thing about you, then maybe they're onto something. And maybe you need to take a really hard look at it. Maybe take a poll. Maybe, you know, <laughs> consult a few people. Survey monkey at the end of every yes. date. Right. Yeah. That's an option, too. <laughs> Survey monkey. How was your date? That would be great. That's so great. This will take three minutes. Yeah. And if you. <laughs> that's got to be easy to set up, shouldn't it be? Oh, it's super easy. Yeah, that's great. Would, Man, I can you imagine be... after every date, if you kind of get like a lot of similar feedback, well, then you know. Did you have fun? One to ten. You know, they. I'm surprised there isn't a dating app that's doing that. There's rate your million your dollar idea, Jen. Yeah, rate your date. Boom. I love that. Yeah, 48% of people who have been ghosted still don't know why. The three most common reasons for ghosting someone are either A, you just lost interest. Maybe sparks didn't fly on your first date. Or you didn't look like your profile pic. It was a great profile pic. In fact, it was almost too great. Don't look mm. anything like that. How often do you got to update those, too? I was just looking at my Instagram profile pic, which I think has been around since, like, 2012. Yeah. I don't even know if I know how to update it. Hmm. Maybe the trick is to, like, pick a, pick a profile pic where you don't look your best. You know, you don't look scary or horrid, but you just... This is not the best picture of me. <laughs> and then they're pleasantly surprised. And then they're surprised. pleasantly surprised when you show up. Oh, they're wow, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that picture does not do you justice. 88% of ghosters agree it's just easier to ghost than confronting the person and breaking it off. They just don't want to go through it, you know? It is. It's easier to not talk to you. All because, those, those, because, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, but people good. are so bad at taking... The truth, you know, they uh-huh. just they, they tend to lash out. It's like it's not worth it. I get it. Those three top answers, though, like if I was I'm not dating, but if I were, I feel like those three answers, I would be able to confront that person if it was someone who was like, oh, I don't know how stable they are. That would be the person I would be. You don't want to ghosting. upset because <laughs> yeah. you don't want them turning on you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Who's tiptoeing backwards out of this situation? But it's not Me. easy to say, like, I just I just don't like you. I didn't like you. Hmm. That's not an easy thing to do. No, you know? no. What if you said something like bye bye? <clears throat> <laughs> no, nothing so harsh. I was thinking like, you know. I'm just, there's something I'm looking for and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I know that when I find it, like I, I know it, I'll know it when I find it, I'll know it. And it's not you. And I just, you're awesome. I can't put my finger on it, but I just wasn't feeling that thing that I'm looking for. 
How would you handle? Would you take that okay if I said I that? Would, I would totally get that because yeah. that's pretty much how I feel. Okay. I'd send you the thumbs up back. Yeah. <laughs> right. What I about you, know. Fritchie? How would you take that? I don't know. I think younger me would have been like, well, what's wrong with me that you don't like? Nothing. I would have won it. But see, You're I don't awesome. Be- but I don't believe you. I think that's the problem is that people are like, if I'm so awesome, then why don't you want to date me? Because it's more than just being awesome. <laughs> it's It's a certain chemistry it's a certain magic in the air that you feel when you're just with exactly the right person like when you have a soulmate connection but what if i felt that for you and you didn't feel it for me that is very unfortunate for you what's wrong with me see i think that's what happens though i I think that's why people ghost because when you start saying that stuff they're like well what's wrong with me what didn't you feel i just didn't feel a spark but i felt a spark for you why didn't you feel a spark for me well are you sure your spark is real I don't know. My spark might be broken. <laughs> Why do you your sparker. Fire? Your spark detector might be off a little bit. Yeah, you're forcing a spark. Yeah. 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 And that's mm-hmm. how all those things are hard to say to somebody, which is easier to just not talk to you again. And that's when I would start taking it on myself to say, you know what? I just, it's it's me. It's I just have a, a bad detector for good people. And I've been running into this my whole life. And I'm probably going to die alone. But you... <laughs> You, on the other hand, have a chance. Save yourself. Go and save yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You are crazy. (laughs) You don't want to go where I'm going. (laughs) 78% of people who've ghosted someone say they'd probably do it again. So most of us don't feel that bad about it, apparently. But a few signs you're about to be ghosted include... They don't return texts as much. Yeah, that response time seems to get longer and longer each mm-hmm. time you talk to them. Or their replies tend to be shorter. When you want to hang out, they just seem like all of a sudden they're less available. Mm-hmm. And they've stopped liking your posts on social media. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.